welcome everyone to the Circle Debate Podcast. Top five picks of the weeks here, week 45. This is the host of DVS One I've been here with my family, the West West Sirs, the West of All West, the Generation West. And of course, I have the director, El Director. He is the director, and that is a CK1, the one and only Chris Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. And also, <laughs> hi. <laughs> and also, we have. He's not a callus today. He's just the regular, your regular is Mr. MGC Matthew Steamboat. No Don Callis today, right? I guess not. Nope. Well, maybe uh, maybe uh, the, the tag teams, <laughs> tag team divisions always a focus. It's never ignored. You spoke it into existence, Ivan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bloody Mary, man. It's Bloody Mary. <laughs> I mean, I must say the good brothers are sadly not on my list, but you know. <laughs> They're, def oh. they're definitely highly rated, is what I'll say about the Good Brothers. There you go. There's Matthew Don Callis, or Matthew Callis, whatever you want to call him. It's so close to my morning voice, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and also we have, ladies and gentlemen, once again, coming back from doing episode 45, and I have a brother from the League of Extraordinary Podcasts, and that is turning your attention to the Titan Tron, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Anthony. He's back on the show today, joining us. And also we have, of course, another, the powers of pain. The powers <laughs> of pain. Our other brother from another mother from the League of Restoring Your Podcast, that is Alex Midas from Championship on the Line Podcast. How are you, gentlemen? I'm doing good. good. I mean, I'm back. <laughs> and I'm better than ever. You know, I had to come on for one more, so I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to talking about these tag teams. Definitely, that's right. So week 45, ladies and gentlemen, it is top five underrated tag teams. So now I'm going to go ahead and share my screen to see who goes first of giving their top fives. Give me one moment here. Spin that wheel, man. Just get it real nice. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Go, go, go. Big money. Big oh, money. Oh, there you go. Damn it. You're going to have to go first, buddy. No whammy. Yeah. No whammy. Brought to you by so, South Park on Ed, whatever channel. HBO Max. Sponsored <laughs> <laughs> by, by Guy So, <laughs> so we're doing the whole list, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do your five all the way down to whatever you got left. Yeah. All right, cool. Floor is yours. So number five. Okay, so this list is like I'm only I'm going through the list of like Cause I'm like a ruthless aggression guy. I was that's my era. That's what I was watching when I was a kid. I'm not an attitude guy, you know. Wasn't you know around at the time. So, so this sorry, list is yeah. very so ruthless sorry. aggression. You really missed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can say that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this list is more um, more of that era. So I'm gonna go with uh, star of number five. So number five, I'm gonna go with La Restance. Ah, La Resistance. I get you. Yep. Coming into Quebecers. Yeah, I mean, there were the, I mean, I know there were like, it was like three of them. I know it was like Rob Conway, Rene Dupree, and Simeon Grander. Those guys are really, I just feel like no one brings them up, especially they were like champs for a while. And I just feel like they were such a good tag team and they were such good heels too. And no one ever like brings them up at all. Like, I think a lot of people don't even remember them, you know, which I feel like they're so underrated. So, yeah, I'm going to go with number five with them. And, you know, um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Lursans. What are you guys' thoughts on them? 
I didn't know Sylvan Grenier's dad was like a big time promoter in the territories. Like I only just found that out like recently. That's how much like I lack my wrestling historian abilities. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree though. They are underrated for sure because yeah, I mean they don't be spoken about. And then when you added Rob Conway at the end, I mean that was something great. I actually loved it. It was they were the greatest. They were your like your Quebecers 2.0 yeah. or like yeah. that's immediately what I thought of when they debuted. They came out with the Canadian flags and the is that correct? They had the, the big flags, the whole. Yeah, yeah. and if I'm not mistaken, I think wasn't it uh, Rene Dupree who was one of the youngest yes. champions yeah. in WWE? I think it was like 19 or something at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was about 19. Yeah, yeah it's like it's your combination of the Quebecers and the Rougeau brothers, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reviving that. So I, I agree. All right. So in the number four, uh, I'm going to go with a TNA tag team. And I'm going to go with uh, LAX, Homicide, and Hernandez. Oh, all right. That is out of of nowhere. Yeah, like I grew up watching them, especially like in TNA. And they were like, as I mean, because they were more more heels. And so they were like really good, especially they had like Hector Guerrero as like their their manager, which I feel like all together, especially like the entrance they had. It was not even like they, they didn't use like the regular interest. They had like their own and they had like the alarm type of thing. It was really cool. And as a kid, like I liked them a lot. And I just feel like no one brings them up. I know TNA brought them back, especially to face like the newer version of LAX. But I just feel like they don't. I mean, I think in the future, they'll be like in the Hall of Fame for sure mm. uh, for Impact. But yeah, definitely. I know like Hernandez is there right now and then homicide i think he's still in independence but as a kid they're like one of my favorites and uh yeah i'm gonna go with them number four uh but yeah lax alex i'll say real quickly let me correct myself it was emile dupree Rene dupree's father who was Mm. uh his territory was like new brunswick in canada so that was his like that was his territory Mm -hmm. boston massachusetts yeah, Grand Prix Wrestling. That's what it was. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's pretty, That's interesting. Yeah, I only found cool. it out recently. I, I heard it from the Cornette podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with uh, number three, I'm going to go with the world's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Sean Benjamin. Mm. There you go. Definitely your favorites. Yeah, I just feel like uh, they were so good. They were like, you know, at the time – I know they were from Kurt Angle and everything, and they don't bring them up anymore. I feel like no one really acknowledges them anymore, especially like with Charlie Haas too. Yeah, I mean, and I know not to get Benji- too dark, but I don't oh, know yeah. if you ever picked up on the original version of that tag team, which was Russell Haas and Charlie Haas, their brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That tag team was made out of necessity because of the unfortunate incident that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell, which was that was a great tag team on its own, which I think had you know what happened not happened that what Benjamin might not have been in the picture. It would have been the yeah. Haas in that same exact spotlight with that same exact success. But Benjamin definitely, um, you know, filled a, a, I don't know what to say. You can't really say filled a gap. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, played the other partner. I'm sorry. It's a real sensitive subject. Um, no, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, I'm, I'm glad that, that Charlie kept it going and had success yeah. on a bigger stage with someone as talented as Shelton. And I like their style, too, because they're very technical, and especially both had, like, collegiate wrestling backgrounds too and they utilize that in their in the wrestling style so always was a big fan of that so yeah number three yeah. i'll go real great tag team Charlie haas Sean benjamin awesome. and then 
Number two, I'm going to go with uh, Eminem. Mm, nice. Mm, there nice. You go. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I loved uh, Joey Mercury um, and Johnny Nitro. And especially, like, at the time, it was very different, you know, especially, like, the red carpet with the entrance. And then Melina came in. She was a great manager. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there were, like, how many times were champ? Like, three times, I want to say, right? There were, yeah, a few times, right? There were tag yeah, times? Yeah, there were about two or three times. Uh, SmackDown only. But then everyone's wrong. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right. Because, you know what? I, I got to give it to Paul Heyman, though. Because he, he when he was in control of SmackDown, he created a lot of new stars. And a lot of them, like, involves them. Same with mm -hmm. the world's greatest tag team. And, you know, bringing them up from the from the developmental, you know, system from OVW and bringing them up. And I got to give good credit to Dude Heyman. He made them really popular. And then when they won the Raw, that was it. <laughs> Raw is like a – Raw is, like, honestly, yeah. like a poison or something. Like, it's like a bad luck charm of you. Shit, I don't want to go to Raw. Like <laughs> – I don't know why. It's just raw, raw has bad luck, man. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, go it's like it. everyone, like everyone's career goes down when they go to Raw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. All right. So yeah, and then uh, so I'm gonna put some out like honorable mentions out there. I have a couple of them. You, you um, forgot for one though. Oh, oh yeah. Let me. Oh yeah. Let me get that one. I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought. I thought. I didn't lose track. I just wasn't sure if he didn't get to one or not. Yeah, I forgot. Let me do number one real quick. So number one, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you could say they're underrated. I just don't think they bring them up a lot. I don't know. If, I mean, maybe they do. I just don't think they bring up this tag team. But I'm gonna go with, uh, especially they're my favorite tag team of all the time. Uh, Los Guerreros. Yeah. Uh, Chavo Guerrero. Nice. Chavo Guerrero and A Guerrero. Um, yeah. I just like, yeah. I feel like they don't bring them up a lot. Especially with Chavo too. Um, obviously, I know he had some problems with duty when he left, but there's still not an excuse not to bring him up. Especially with him and Eddie, what they did. You know, they were champions for a while, long time and they had great matches. And uh, yeah, I just feel like yeah, definitely bring because, him up because especially like how they, the chemistry they had, and then the storylines mm -hmm. they will put with others, and then not only that, there were also uh, just you know those vignettes. I love, I enjoyed those. I was really happy about that. I love them, man. But yeah. All like right. the part when they were like pool cleaning guys. And then they threw a party at like the old lady's house in the backyard. Yeah. In the pool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. All right. So now to your honorable mentions. There was a couple like, uh, I didn't like the gimmick, but I think as a team, they were really good. And I was like the Basham brothers. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they don't... I mean, I wasn't really a fan of like, the gimmick thing. Uh, I know the story where, like... I know Cornette was saying, like, they changed them, like, right before. Like, they ended up shaving their heads. Because I think they had, like, hair when they were in, I think, OVW. Right. Linda, Linda Miles. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, Jim Cornette was saying that he was pissed because he when, he when he brought him back, he's like, really? Like, you shaved my guys. Like, what the hell? Like, you just completely <laughs> changed them. So, yeah, I mean, I liked them. I just didn't like the gimmick. Um, but they were really good as a team. Um, they worked really well together. And also, uh, these guys weren't champions, but they were. I think they were really good. The Mexicals, 
Oh, oh my god, love that, dude. Forgot about that. That's uh, juice and uh, psychosis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And super crazy was in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a great actually. But here's a question though. Did you like that gimmick? The lawnmowers and I did. I thought it was cool. Okay. It was different. Just making fun of racism in its own way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Let's go back to the wheel to see who goes next. All right here. All right. Here we go. Spin that wheel. Ah! No, I heard him. Oh. Did you guys see it? Yeah, we see it. That was you. You keep coming in and out. Like your, your screen yeah. is perfect. It's you that's all wonky. Yeah, I apologize, gentlemen, due to technical difficulties with the internet, unfortunately. Fuck Spectrum! <laughs> Not a sponsor of the show. Not a sponsor for shit at the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. This was a very tough list. I'll tell you this right now. There's so many incredible tag teams out there from the past, present, and the future. But we're talking about the underrated. So I'll give you my number five, who was underrated, even though they're in the ring skills were just not the best, but in the childhood characters gave us, oh my God, that's awesome when we were as a kid. And they never had a chance to win a championship belt. And that is the Bushwhackers. No. Oh, bro. Yeah. If you weren't mm-hmm. four or five years old running around your house doing this, then were you even watching pro wrestling? In that- <laughs> <laughs> That's before your time, Alex. And I'm assuming maybe even Anthony might be uh, <laughs> much younger than at least I am. So, oh, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Bushwhackers for sure was like my jam, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they lick each other's armpits, dude. Come on, man. That was like their finishing move was like lick the armpit and then do like the headbutt with the guy in the headlock. Bro, I'm surprised they never got sick of them licking people in the crowd. And you're like, oh they never just, Could you imagine them like, bringing back the Bushwhackers like, nowadays with that everything that's going on with the virus? <laughs> and they start licking people's heads? Oh, my goodness. That would be they're horrible. Finishing. Oh, that would be horrible. It's called, be... finishing, it's called the spread. <laughs> <laughs> the super spread. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's so gnarly. But, yeah, dude. But, yeah, it's an unfortunate. They never had a tag, they never had a, a tag team um, championship run at all. You know, they were booked, like, certain main, main events, and but they never won the titles at all in WWE ever in their lives. Right. Uh, and it's an unfortunate. Even though they're, I'm glad they're in the Hall of Fame, but it yeah, sucks sure. that they never had a title run. It would have been awesome to see. Number four, another one that I think these individuals could have had a lot, only had a one-time run, but I wish they could have had a longer run, and that is the natural disasters, earthquake and title. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah. I think if they had a long run with the titles, man, they could they could have dominated the whole tag division, and they could have been like the number one. That, that could have been your kind of like uh, who could I say, who could I compare them to? Um, Jesus, like the out of shape uh, twin towers. You could say that, like the out of shape. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like that. I mean, it would have been great to see them having a long title run for it, but it's an unfortunate. Uh, number three. I will have to go with the Colognes. Mm. Oh, Epico. Really good pick. Yeah. Because they are underrated. They're were incredible. They're incredible in the ring. They never had a like a title run. I mean, that I know of. I mean, maybe the one time I'm not sure I don't remember if they ever did. Uh, but 
you know, Tito and, and Epico, they they were fucking in, in, in phenomenal in the ring, and they are very underrated. Yeah. Not, not spoken at all. And then, then they got dropped to the to, before the whole pandemic. Happened. Yeah. I don't know if I heard a rumor where something happened. I don't know if they got like backstage heat or if they were like too good in the ring and someone didn't lie. I, I heard they got squat, they got buried like for some purpose. But I yeah. And then, and then, and then you like pretty much rebrand them to begin those matadores with put masks. Them. How do you put masks on people? Yeah, and not and yeah. it does not work that way. It's you take the mask off, but you can't put them like the Rey Mysterio is the only exception to the rule ever, where you put the mask back on and he's as or more successful than yeah. he was. No, but yeah, yeah not, not with these guys. Yeah, and it sucks because of the fact that okay, we all know who they are. Why you gotta call them El, Los, El Matadores? Los Matadores. I know it's like um, Ed, like Edge Christian is Los Quistadores. Like we know it's them. <laughs> <laughs> The blue blazer, like it's just. What are you doing here? What's the what's the yeah, joke? Yeah, I agree. Um, number two, and I wish they would have gone to the WWE towards the Attitude Era. I think they these this tag team would have been dominant in the, in that Attitude Era and given the New Age Outlaws so worth money for main eventing, and that is ECW's own The Eliminators. That yeah. is. Eliminator. That is Perry Saturn and Kronos because those guys, fuck man, they killed it in ECW. One of the best tag team finishers of all time. Oh my god! Oh my god! That just that just that finishing move, Jesus Christ! Black mask with the legs. The black, yes, that's a combo breaker right there. <laughs> combo breaker. <laughs> combo breaker. <laughs> they're really, uh, they're really underrated. I wish they could have been in the in that era, gone to WWE. They could have had a great. You know, title run and great matches with a lot of the tag teams, and, and I, it's an unfortunate that they're you know they're not up there. Number one, this is a hard one, man. I, know <laughs> I might get it. I don't. Okay, my number one because I love them. The fact that even though they were kind of main eventing, but they got squashed quick. They only had a one title run. And I wish they could have had a longer title run. And that is Murdoch and Cade. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lance Cade, man. Lance Garrison. Holy shit. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's a good but, one. Bro. Bro, if they, if they – okay, they had the title for, I think, for like two months. And then they lost to the Cade and Big Show. Like, yeah. That quick. And I'm like, yeah. what's up with that? Like, how, how can you lose that? Like, very – I was not happy about that. It was. I wish they could have had a longer run with it, and I think they could have done a, a great job with it. In my opinion, I feel like Murdoch and and Cade could have just killed that tag team for sure. Okay, my honorable mentions. Even though, um, they did have a short run, but I wish, I wish they could have done more with them. Would have been uh, Cesaro and, and T.J. Wilson. I love I love yeah. T.J. Wilson and Cesaro. That was a great tag team. Even though, yeah. yeah, we like the Hard Dynasty, but I prefer more, you know, T.J. and Cesaro because they're two different athletes and they mix and match and they yeah. They, they just, their, their finisher was like uh, the Cesaro swing into a, like a flying dropkick. I yeah. think yeah, that yeah. was sick though. Yeah, it was really great. It was really yeah. great. I loved it. It's just like oh my god. His head, oh my it's so <laughs> yeah, like not bad, it's like good, like oh, yeah. 
Uh, definitely. And then my second honorable mention that are not really mentioned a lot, and I think they were your Rockers 2.0, and that's Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I was going to put them, yeah. I, I was, they were this close <laughs> to making my list, man, this close. They were your Rockers 3.0. I mean, yes, they yeah. had a SmackDown you know, title run, but wasn't the best, tell you that, to be honest. I wish they could have done more with them. And then when they separated them, I'm like, ah, crap. That was just it. It was game over. London didn't really have much. Only the storyline was Kidman. Kendrick went to be the Brian Kendrick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody remembers like that, that gimmick, one. Yeah. I, I like the gimmick, though. It was not bad. I love the gimmick so much, the Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. You know, he had the bodyguard. It's like, I don't know. It kind of reminded me like Jericho. Remember when Jericho had the other bodyguard? Yeah, he was definitely like yeah. the, uh, the rock star chic. Mm -hmm. Kind of like sunset. They were the original AJ Styles and Omos, I guess. If you oh, look at it yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, definitely. I agree. So I mean, those those are my picks, man. Solid, solid picks. Yeah, I tell you, it was tough. I can mention a lot more, but I want to see if you guys have them. If you, if you guys don't, then I'll mention it. All right, let's go back to the wheel and let's see who goes next. All right, here we go. Here we go. Spin that wheel. Ah, uh, we are so excited. <laughs> Matt's excited. <laughs> Matt is excited, and so am I. I want to see. I'm curious now. All right, my uh, my number one pick is Shaq and Jade Cargill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, guys? I heard my name. I have to... uh, <laughs> No, but Chris I'm... missed out on on. No, 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 no! I promise oh, you, okay. I watched the last the 38 <laughs> minutes. I, I had to skip out on. I watched it this morning, so I heard it. Beautiful. So, beautiful. I watch our show. Don't worry. I'm a mark for us. <laughs> All right, but um, so I'm probably worse than Alex because he said that um he was around ruthless aggression. He missed out on the Attitude Era. I missed out on both of them. So I'm going to be uh really focusing this list more on some current day uh tag teams. Uh, not too current day. A lot of them aren't around. Most of them aren't around. Uh, but there is one from the Ruthless Aggression era that I loved, grew up on them, uh, but we'll get to it in a minute. I'm actually going to start off with my honorable mentions. Um, and the first one that I thought of, and the reason why I'm wearing this shirt, is uh, it says stunt double on it. Oh, there we go. Oh, shit. Oh, oh my God. God. I go with I it. love it, bro. Ms. Dow, right? Ms. Dow. Ms. Yeah. Ms. Dow. I grew up on the Miz in a tag team, always with someone else. It was always, you know, Miz and uh, Big Show. It was always Miz and Morrison. But Miz and Miz Dow was easily, well and away, my favorite tag team uh, for Miz. And around that time, you know, they were just so good. Miz, uh, Miz Dow finally breaking away from him at uh, WrestleMania that year was a great moment. Uh, and then they did nothing with him. But, I mean, it was great in the moment. Um I also put uh, another team that I didn't really grow up with as much, but I did put them down because I've watched some of their matches um, and I've, you know, been a fan of them. Too Cool, uh, oh, yeah. Scotty Tumati mm -hmm. and uh, Grandmaster yeah. Sexay. Um, when I was, uh, you know, just starting to watch wrestling, I would go on YouTube and it would really be Rikishi, who I would watch the most. So I would kind of be introduced to Too Cool. And I remember that moment in the Royal Rumble when they did the dance and then he threw both of them out of there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite moments. 
Um, so they were a big part of me growing up. Um, and to see them wrestle at uh, NXT TakeOver that one year when they were just starting to, I think it was the first TakeOver, um, you know, that was a really just great moment. And uh, yeah, so I had to put them in the honorable mentions. Uh, besides that, I really wanted to put, well, we'll get into that. So number five, and I might be cheating on this one because they are a stable, uh, but you could look at it either way. I put the if Nexus you tag in the match. You're a tag team. It counts. So there you yeah. go. I put uh, I put Nexus. Um, they were, mm. you know, starting off. Um, you know, I started watching in 2010, and they were completely different from anything that I've, I'd ever seen at that point. Um, you know, they were attacking like Bret Hart, Undertaker, Vince. It was just this crazy, you know, those few months during the summer were just this crazy thing that was going on. And, you know, they really kept me interested the entire time. And then, do, 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 but, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> his name uh, is John. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but hey, even with, you know, the next year when Punk joined in, I thought, you know, that actually helped it out a lot. And, um, you know, everything that happened with the core, they're another team, um, you know, so Nexus was a huge part of, you know, me as a fan. So I thought I'd put them down. Plus the tag team of Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater, mm. um, really great tag team, uh, especially for Justin Gabriel, the 450 splash, his 450 splash was just a thing of beauty. So uh, Nexus for my number five. Uh, number four, I watched uh, a lot of WWE, but I also did watch a lot of TNA. And there are two TNA teams here. My number four is the original DK with Miss, um, um, Crazy Steve, and Rosemary. Um, you oh, know, this. it was just around that time that, you know, because I love the supernatural gimmicks. And to see Rosemary come out for the first time and she cut know. that... Yeah, and uh, she cut that promo like, DK, DK. It was just a, a wild moment. And then, obviously, we all knew Abyss before then. So to see him getting involved was just, you know, mind-blowing. Um, and they had some great matches with the Hardys and all of them. Um, so, you know, I had to put them. They were, uh, a, you know, one of the more interesting teams in TNA around that time when they were uh, when things were starting to get rough for, uh, you know, all Dixie Carter and friends. So, you know, I put uh, Decay at my number four. So number three, I was having trouble coming up with this because for this spot, I could literally just put all of NXT's tag teams when they were starting off with the takeovers. I could have put Lucha Dragons. I could have put the Vaude Villains. Uh, Blake and, love the vaude villains yeah like blake and murphy all of them i could have put all of them but i had to narrow it down to one and for nxt i put the ascension yes yes the ascension yes. was such a great team um i didn't really care for their stuff as like vampires ish but thankfully they transitioned <laughs> more to like rock you know you could tell that they were themselves like Legion of Doom from space or whatever. Yeah, uh, until they turned into Legion of Doom, Legion of Doom in uh, uh, losing to JBL and stuff like that. But um, but in NXT, you know, they um, they were just like this unstoppable force. And, you know, you look at like their crowd reaction, like they had the chant like, ah, 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 and the whole crowd would go crazy for them. Uh, they had the undefeated streak for a while. I don't know how long it was, but I know that they were champions for up. a while. Um, the longest reigning tag team champs, as far as I'm aware. Um, and you know, they were just a great tag team and really a team that NXT needed to, uh, get them off to the right foot. 
Um, and when Lucha Dragons beat them for the titles, really great moment. Um, everything else that happened with Ascension after that, putting the face paint on them, Stardust, you know, that was all just, <laughs> it wasn't that good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, so for my number two, and I wasn't sure whether to put number one and number two, I, you could interchange them, but I watched more of number two uh, than I did number one. Another TNA tag team, I put the Wolves of uh, mm. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Yes. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, that was another team around that time uh, with Decay and like the Hardys and all of them that, um, you know, their tag team division by then was really good. And they were like the three main teams and the Wolves were just so good in the ring. Um, you know, they were, they were just on point, you know, um, they remind me a lot of the machine guns, Motor City machine guns, but you know, they, they had a little bit of an edge to them. Um, every, when they broke up, I didn't really feel it. I just felt like those two were a perfect tag team together. Um, and to have them separate now with whatever Eddie Edwards doing now in TNA, it's just, it'll never be the same. Like you can never recapture what happened with the wolves. Um, you know, their ladder match with, um, I think it was a ladder match or full metal mayhem, whatever with the Hardys, uh, still one of my favorite matches that I've seen um, in TNA. Um, you know, so just they put on some great matches and I don't hear them talked about enough. So I had to put them at my number two. But number one, and I mentioned how um, I grew up, you know, when I was younger with like YouTube videos and wrestling and stuff like that. And, you know, I mentioned like Rikishi and Too Cool uh, always would rock, watch the rock videos. But there was a team that I would watch all the time from the Ruthless Aggression era, and they would make me laugh all the time. Booker T and Gold Dust. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Great Gold team. Dust or whatever, Gold T. Yeah, their chemistry was just on point. Everything that they did. Um, you want you me to kiss you where? <laughs> I want you to come back to... <laughs> Gold Dust. <laughs> <laughs> In the hotel room. Jesus. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But just, you know, just great stuff all around. And, you know, they tried to redo it with R-Truth in, like, a f not too long ago. They tried to pair up Goldust and R-Truth. It just wasn't the same. Um, you know, everything that they did, um, both in the ring and out, you know, you have two great wrestlers as it is. But, you know, you just give them the creative freedom to just go wild and just be as funny as they fucking can. And they for sure did. Um, so, yeah, they were... And easily for me, my top number one pick, um, and all those teams, you know, I don't hear them talked about nearly enough. Um, you know, like I said, I'm younger down the line, so I couldn't really go with like, you know, the, the bigger names that you would, that we've been hearing so far, but yeah, I think this is a solid list for me for, uh, for my underrated list. I love it. I, lo I love it. And especially, with the with the golden, it's, I, I think my favorite <laughs> one, my favorite vignette is when they go to the Seven Eleven, and like, which I think what he's saying, oh, I would like uh, to have some of your refreshment, uh, and you can take a bite of my. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> just the <that> eyes, <laughs> I cried my ass off just watching that fucking vignette. I just and just watching Booker T's reaction was just out of the park. I couldn't just stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, we're here looking for the Croc Hunter, the NWO. You see the NWO grease rat right here, mate. <laughs> I love it, man. I, it was so entertaining. And the Wolves, I'll tell you one thing. Um, when it was, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
But yeah, the Wolves, Eddie Edwards, and uh, Jesus Christ, you just mentioned his name. What was his name again? David uh, Richards. David Richards, yes. I was there in PWG in Reseda when he won the PWG world title away from Roger Strong. Wow. I was there and I jumped in the ring. I have to look for that YouTube video. I came in the ring and I was celebrating with him. We were carrying him and like, yeah. <laughs> David Richards, awesome. David Richards is unfortunate that he left, you know, he left the industry just to go, you know, medical field, but his understanding. And now he wants to come back. So I I'm gonna wish him the best if he does come back and starts wrestling again. He was a phenomenal athlete. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could it could be a thing like Alex Shelley where you know you do a little bit of both because he's like Alex Shelley's a physical therapist and you know kind of right goes back and forth between the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's go to the let's wheel and see who's the last one. Who's last one on the wheel, not the last one who has picks, because obviously the last person would be defaulted, not picked on the wheel. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but you said it for me. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, M-G-C. All right, all right, all right. So, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, for my number five. Uh, pretty recent PCO and Brody King is my number five villain enterprises. Mm -hmm. Nice. I kind of like that they're like a bigger like bruiser team. And there's a lot of like you know like power moves because like especially in a sea of like high flyers you got like you know a huge a big time veteran like PCO, you know, and you have Brody King who I still you know wish he won that Ring of Honor title singles, but you know Ring of Honor World Championship I I thought it was his time, but you know still gotta wait. I love that Gonzo bomb though. It's like a power bomb into a pile driver, but I, I mean overall I love them as a team. It's like. I think Brody King's like a, such a cool like big guy baby face. Um, number four, Killer Elite Squad, Lance Archer and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Nice. I, when I saw their video in Pro Wrestling Noah, it's like Lance Archer is like like you think he's kind of cool and vicious now. But I looked at his video in Pro Wrestling Noah, and he's like sp like you think Triple H spits a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like Lance Archer like wanted to times that by twenty. Like he went around like every single person in that crowd and spit water at them. Like every, <laughs> like make sure I got to get everybody in this room. He's he was like a dragon, especially with his hood. Like I'd give him title of Lance the Dragon Archer. All right, so number three. This has been a. I'm I'm kind of glad other people picked this one. This is a this is a favorite. I I love the moves and the arsenal. Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. <laughs> that Haas of pain. Like, you know, I think about the Haas of pain whenever I see, like, anything about, like, Lady Gaga is, like, the House of Gaga. No, the Haas of Gaga. And, like, put you in the... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what pops into my head whenever people talk about that or, you know, Haas mess Haas with... Do that, that play on House and Haas. Yeah. You know, I think about Charlie Haas anytime that's brought up. Number two... This is, it's the guys behind me, the War Kings, trained by Road Warrior Animal. I'd say they're super underrated. And I think one of Crimson's making his comeback to NWA Power for an upcoming show. Uh, I really wish there would be some more television exposure for this team. They're probably the one team I've wanted to see the most in um, 
in AEW. I'd say like kind of like how the Young Bucks are seen as kind of successors to like the Rock and Roll Express and the Rockers. I kind of see the the War Kings as the successors of like Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, and Demolition. Kind of like a continuation of that big like heavy group. And like seeing them and the I feel really feel like they're kind of like the I wouldn't say foils, but kind of like the contrast of the Young Bucks or help me out with vocabulary, kind of like Young Bucks is the Young Bucks um Old the, uh, their counterpart, probably their their modern day counterpart. Their, uh, rivals, not arch nemesis. Yeah, like a like a like yeah, like the counterpart in terms of like how their move sets would kind of fit together. You know, I think they could just like their match would like fit. I think a match between the Young Bucks and the War Kings would be like a would be so it would be like a puzzle pieces fitting in together. Is kind of how I would describe their match. You know, it would seem like because they're more ground based, but then they, they've got their cool moves and then flyers. It's like, you know, it's, it's a it's a symphony. It's an orchestra like a clock working together with gears. All right, so my number one pick. I don't know. I wonder if this comes as no surprise or a surprise. No limit. Tetsuya Naito and Yujiro. Mm. It would. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of love for them, especially oh, yeah. stuff in both New Japan and TNA. You know, I remember when they were Team Japan in that one like global. Oh, the the. TNA Cup, right at the award. Yeah. yeah. TNA Cup, no limit. Man, I forgot about that. Nido had a short fucking hair that time, didn't mm-hmm. he, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a short, like, red hair. And Ujiro yeah, had a, I, I yeah. remember, yeah. Ujiro was, like, that. more of a bruiser than a pimp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. I remember. Wow. Like, I have, oh, shit. A one night reunion <laughs> was kind of fun. All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, I think I'll go with uh, honorable mentions Tanahashi and Nakamura when Tanahashi was rocking the black and white pants in, in New Japan. I really like that tag team. That was like, I look for matches of them wherever I could find them. You know, Tanahashi and Nakamura versus whoever. I think they, they had, I think it was like a Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. I think versus, uh, versus Nakamura and Tanahashi. And then I think they also faced, uh, uh, Tajiri and the Great Muda as well. I think that was another really cool one. Like those four, they make magic happen, you know. And my number one honorable mention, Motor City Machine Guns. <laughs> it's there's somewhere like it's like at the moment their current state is like they're somewhat together in Impact, but at the same time it's like you know I think because they're on Impact not. Like they're not getting enough exposure. I want to see them on AEW television. Isn't Saban with James Storm right now, or they're doing? Yeah, because like Alex Shelley's busy doing right. yeah physical therapy for people like because of the pandemic. He wants yeah. to like lend his hand and stuff like that. But I I love everything they do. You know, I'd say I think I think I said before my ultimate dream TLC at the moment. They should do it while the while the door's still open and everybody's alive and well and healthy. FTR, Young Bucks, Briscoes, War Kings, Motor City Machine Guns, TLC. That's a lot of teams for a TLC. I would just do an Elimination yeah. Chamber. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's what I would do. Either or, you know, that those two. 
if the young bucks are involved i have a feeling they would they would have a great time like planning it you know it would be the ultimate fun for all tag teams i agree definitely the match the north was amazing oh my god yeah the north was amazing that's another man it's 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 unfortunate but i mean they they can still you know team up even though you know they're cross promotion they can still bring it one more back one more time Mm -hmm. So we could see we want to see the Nords in FTR. I would like I would love to see that. Oh my gosh, yeah. That will be a, a, a classic match, in my opinion. Director, the floor is yours. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So my list, uh, I always try to make them slightly diverse. This goes through generations, but it was unintentionally. It's just a coincidence that it does cover everything from when I was an itty tidy bitty baby. And I'll really date myself when you show my when I show my number one, you'd be like, oh, he's old as dirt. Um, all the way up until a tag team that existed up until last year. Um, and then everything in between. Just, it's a beautiful coincidence, but I kind of like the way it played out. Number five. Um, it was a trios team. And they were in WCW. And they had a great rivalry with a team that I didn't put on the list, but they could have been interchangeable with this particular list. The team that didn't make the list was uh, Three Count. Before Tank Abbott joined, this was their counterpart, their rivals. And this is the Young Dragons. Uh, with Kaz, Yang, and Jamie-san. The Jamie angle itself was hilarious because it was assumed that all three members of the Young Dragons were of Asian descendant. Um, and then there was the big reveal that Jamie Noble was just this white guy. That was... <laughs> <laughs> big reveal. That was the big reveal. Um, obviously, we know Jamie Noble went on to slightly bigger and better things. Um, J&J Security, working with Mercury, stuff like that. Um, but he started in this pretty great faction it was just three martial artists that did a lot of cool shit that you didn't see on the wwf or oscar at the time uh number four was a tag team that carried the division for the entirety that this division in my opinion was relevant uh whether or not it's relevant now give or take um but they were the greatest champions this division has ever had and they were iconic oh nice nice the Iconics, man, they just work so well together. I remember when they were forming, they, they've always been a team. They like grew up together as best friends in Australia, Billy Kay and uh, the other one. <laughs> 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 and uh, just getting them in NXT, watching them kind of develop and grow, and then finally get this major main roster push, which is never done well. Uh, there's so few current or any NXT roster wrestlers that have come over to main roster that weren't buried immediately. Um, Kevin Owens has survived, crossing our fingers on Keith Lee, but they've already buried, as we know, Retribution. They, for absolutely no reason, broke up the Iconics for I don't know what they were doing. Uh, But when that was no longer a tag team, I just really kind of stopped caring. And especially since now that there's NXT women's tag team champions. Mm -hmm. But the original women's tag champion belt was to be defended on every program, including NXT. And now they're kind of like steering away from that. So it's like, they don't know what they're doing anymore with that tag division. And I think the Iconics were in the name, the Iconic Tag Team Women in modern era. Agreed. Um, throwing it back to number three. And I, I mean this, man. This is going to date me a little bit. This is me growing up. This is my puberty. This is my childhood. <laughs> my attitude era. And this is the Headbangers. Oh. It, it, it would have outdated itself eventually anyways because it was a new metal grunge era that came to the ring wearing, you know, the skirts and the fish nets and the Hot Topic and the nail polish and the Marilyn Manson shirts <laughs> and the zombie shirts. 
it was ultra Ozfest 1998 and that's what i was into so i could totally relate to them i love the finisher the stage dive which i think was basically what the usos do sometimes is a splash leg drop combo or i think rvd and sabu do that as well i think that's what it was um it wouldn't have lasted until music evolved anyways it's very music centric of the time genre um, and that happens when you pick a style that's just within that generation. It de-evolves and then phases out. This is like dun 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 Like that's a playable one. Uh, number two. Yeah, boy, you knew it. I've been doing man. The Eliminators, John Cronus and Perry Saturn, the greatest tag team that wasn't RVD and Sabu um, in ECW, in my opinion, or the Dudley Boys. I guess all three of them. But those teams were rated. Those teams were respectfully rated, where the Eliminators kind of dissolved before ECW made it big, which I think would have been on Spike TV when they got that national television. Um, uh, um, skip, sorry, so my phone's doing some weird thing. Um, Saturn obviously went on to join the flock in WCW and then move on to the Radicals and then became a big main roster staple with uh, he who shall not be named, Guerrero and... Uh, Dean Malenko, but the Eliminators were awesome, and they were violent. They would flow together. They had a lot of cool moves. They could fly, but they could also strike and be big, big hitters. And my number one, never held the tag titles. I think they were just short of being part of the smaller flyer kind of era when Vince was really just literally balls deep in the big men. And the reason I started watching pro wrestling to begin with, the original Rockers. Mm. Michael for my jam. Um, I just remember them coming out together. I remember the angle where Sean broke his leg for real, and uh, Marty had to carry the team. Kind of Sean would be ringside, Marty would do singles matches. I felt that. Um, it just I could relate to that for some reason because maybe I never because I didn't grow up with a brother at the time. My brother, my first brother, was not born until I was like eighteen. So, like, being an only child, I related to just having something like that. I love the colors. They weren't big, scary men. They were screaming, and they were very fast and fluid. They had a moveset. They didn't just pick you up and drop you. Um, and then the heel turn for Sean, man. I remember that. I think I was watching that live, which is probably way – I'm 37 right now, so that was a long time ago. Never had the tag titles. There's some controversy where Sean won it in, like, some weird, like, two out of three fall tag falls thing but they never officially had the titles. And I don't know why it was weird. I think it was just before the time when Vince liked flyers. Um, but yeah, they definitely started that whole, I think smaller man flying style, whether it was singles or in the tag divisions. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have any honorable mentions cause I couldn't think of any. Um, I could make some up right now, but it would just, yeah, just be a little too, little too late. I can add some for you. I can add, yeah, go for it, man. I can. I would literally add, you know, powers of glory. I will add them. You know, I will add them. Shit, you can even add public enemy. Even though public enemy, I like public enemy. You know, I I think that they were not, in my opinion, overrated. Just maybe, just no, un they were underrated. The fact I think maybe they were just like underheard of and then buried by JBL. Oh my god, bad, <laughs> bad. Very... No acolytes. I'm sorry. It was it was, was it the acolytes that, that buried them. I believe so. I think it was acolytes. It was like they, they wanted to come in and do their own thing, and then like the acolytes were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. they buried yeah. the shit out of them." 
Yeah, and Acolyte were like, how about we just stiff you and break your face, and then you can just go cry to WCW or whatever happened. Yeah, and they did. They went to WCW. I like Rock and Rock and Johnny Grunge, man. That's, I was an ECW kid. So, like, anybody putting you through tables in Philly was my jam. You know, but you made a valid point, though. I didn't, I forgot about that, that the Rockers never won the tag team belts. Never won the tag titles. That's man. interesting that Then Sean went on to become the, the GOAT, you know. So, you're telling me that you tell me that Shawn Michaels won his first tag team championship with Diesel? Pretty much, right? <laughs> I believe that actually might be true, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. See, I didn't th- even thought about that. But, wow, good call. I love it. That, that psh, man, there's so many that we could go ahead and discuss about, man. Yeah. But, like, man, I mean, I there's, there's, people, there's people on, like, we, um, I believe it was uh, when I left the podcast last night and I rewatched the remaining minutes, I think Anthony definitely mentioned Pride and Powerful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, they were this supposed to be in on my list. And again, it's like kind of like what I said with Anna Jay. I think on a long enough timeline, they will get the recognition they deserve. Yeah, I think right now with everything going on with the inner circle, they're starting to get the recognition. So mm-hmm. that's why I did. I kept them off my list. But, you know, if we did this like last year, they would be probably number one for me. I think oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna share that match to the to it's on YouTube once again. Pow- proud and powerful, Santana and Ortiz versus the War Kings and two other teams who hopefully we see more of. I think someone uh, I think Alex said LAX. They were in LAX, so that kind of counts. But but that yeah. was that wasn't the original one. That was like right after. Oh, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, the original was Homicide and Hernandez was Hector Guerrero. Then Conan came later, and then they left, and then they added. Uh, Santana mm-hmm. Ortiz later, I think. Then, then Diamante was added to later on. Yeah, and then yeah. she left, and then they, Eddie Kingston was added later on, and then <laughs> yeah, it was so much. Yeah. It was so much. Oh, you know who as well? I and I don't know if you guys agree with me. I feel America Most Wanted. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. We forgot about them. We forgot about James Storm yeah. and Chris Harris. I've if they would have stuck together and gone. To either you know the main roster to, to WWE, I think they could have they could have done something. Yeah, they they would have said, "Oh man, that's your smoking gun 2.0." But no, not like this. this. These guys are different. So definitely. All right. I mean, another uh, another NXT team that I was thinking of because I'm kind of the NXT guy for this show, but American Alpha. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. hear them talked about a lot. <laughs> I hate that also that they're not. The, the main roster pull, you know, the thing, the thing happened. Um, yep. I don't know why they broke them up. They were awesome. Fucking Kurt Angle. It could have just been the new Haas and Benjamin. Uh, but then they decided to go with the daddy route, which was a very great angle up until the payoffs, which was, I like that Corey was getting these like phone calls where he had to leave the booth. Uh, he's like, Oh, I got a phone call. And this is serious. I have to go. They did this for like a month, and then the yeah. phone calls were just like, "Oh, Jason Jordan's creating those kids." Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that he's not. It's not even suspended disbelief. Like, it was just, it was just bad. I think right. it's because everyone knew that it was like people wanted it to be Gable, so they were like, "Oh, well, we have to swerve them now." Give me Jason Jordan for no <laughs> fucking reason. <laughs> like, like. Uh, yeah, because you know Vince was like, "That's good shit right there. Good shit." <laughs> <laughs> Say it, Matt. Say it. It's good shit. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, let's go to the wheel to see what's going to be for next week's top five for week 46. I am curious to see what is the next one. Here we go. What we're going to get. 
We should do a list of worst lists. Top five worst lists. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Joe in the ring or just Canadian? Just Canadian. Hey, Joe in the ring, courtesy of uh, Frank Jofo. He he's the one who suggested to add this one on the wheel. But he needs to clarify: best Canadian wrestlers, worst Canadian get- wrestlers, men, women. You already know who is going to be brought oh, up. Oh boy! <laughs> you mentioned. I mean, Winnipeg versus Calgary versus Edmonton versus Toronto. <laughs> let's see. Let's see which which you go with. Let's see if you make the right decisions. Oh man! Oh my goodness! He's almost turning into like a Native American chief. It was like, so my son, you you must join me in this spiritual circle. <laughs> man, I great. You you're only gonna have one name. That's it. I already know it. <laughs> that's, I already know you're only gonna have one name only, and that's it. And that is was it Captain Kirby. James? What what's the, the Kenny he, Omega? You're gonna have Kenny Omega. Who, who's PCO? Well, who was PCO before? He was like like Pierre, yeah, John Oulette, Pierre Oulette. Pierre he was also he was like a pirate though. In, in yeah, that was with um. No, he, he, he was a pirate. He was a pirate who stole Bret Hart's jacket. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember his name though. Pierre. Jean Pierre Laf- Lafayette. Yeah, like yeah. Jean Pierre. <laughs> this is gonna be a tough one. But um, no, nah, not really. Hell no. I already know my number one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, but I mean it's so obvious. This is like a way. You, but I mean we have to really do our research courtesy for Frank Jopo, You know. So I'm, I think I think Jeremy Prophet's faced PCO at some time. I think he did. Right? Didn't he? If I'm not forgetting. I feel like he he's mentioned that. He before. mentioned that before. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah all that's... the love to PCO. Anytime I can mention it, you know. So. Yeah. So there you go. So what we can do is the best Canadian wrestlers, in. or we can yeah. make. Yeah, we can do that. It works. I mean, Top five best Canadian wrestlers. All right. Keep in mind, Roddy Piper's Canadian. Yep. <laughs> that is very true. Yes. You're absolutely right about that. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed. The top five picks of the week here for week 45. Uh, once again, I want to go ahead and thank our brothers from another Mother's the League of Extraordinary Podcasts for joining us. We did had we had Anthony for the last three days, or <laughs> well, the last two days, excuse me. And I want to go ahead and thank you, brother, for once again taking your time. Of, of course, of week. course. Thank you for having me. I mean, like I, I mentioned the other day, you guys are always welcome, and we got to set something up to have you guys turn your attention to the Titan Tron. That is right. <laughs> that is right. And also, of course, my other brother, man, the bro, you know, the mod is a pain, man. You can't go wrong with, which I'm gonna see him in two weeks because we got another big MMA episode to talk about. The but chance yes. is here. Uh, he is the typology <laughs> world. Smokes us in the typology picks, bro. He beat the. You had like 675 in total points. The second place was like 490 or some shit, like 500. It was not even, <laughs> not even close. Yeah, I gotta say, he is the reigning, defending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tapology world champion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my voice because I'm gonna lose it. But yes, I forgot my crowns right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
And also, don't not forget as well to check these, these two podcasters out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to check out the Titantron podcast, our description right below the YouTube channel. Follow them on the social media platform, Twitter, at, at Titantron, IG at Titantron, the Titantron, excuse me. And also buy their merchandise as well. Do not forget to buy them. Yes, yes, yes. Very important. Teespring.com uh, slash the fucking Titantron, whatever it's called. It, it's in my <laughs> it's in my bio somewhere. <laughs> and also, don't forget to all your Apple podcasters, all your speakers. Make sure you listen to Championship on the Line podcast. They took out a recent one, which it was Sonny Ono. You better make sure you tune in and listen to that because that, that is an interesting, interesting interview. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it a very interesting interview. Yes, also, ladies and gentlemen, once again, don't forget to follow us as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the video at the end of this video. Hit that link, hit that button, hit that like notification. Subscribe to Circle of Debate. We're going to have huge announcements coming up next week, um, which we will uh, announce next Friday, or probably before. We're going to have a special announcement. And um, stay tuned as well. Uh, also, don't not forget. As well that we gotta have upcoming events as well that we will discuss but you know stay tuned keep make sure you follow us on our social medias make sure you subscribe to our channel because we have a lot of news coming for you so once again ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in hope stevie's when i've been see here with the with sorry with the uh, mgc matthew elias don callis <laughs> the list could go on and on and also we have the director of the directors. If you don't do your shit right, he will cut you off. I, that, I didn't do anything. I just said, oh, you guys got all your lines in. I give everybody equal screen time. You're all good. As <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the I'm talking about the, the, yeah, the directors of CK1 Cruz Kennedy. Saying to you guys, good day, au revoir. We will see you guys next week. Matt, you gotta say the, you know, you're the last punchline. We don't. We what do we do, Matt? Oh yeah, we don't. We don't make podcasts here. We make history. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>